Hello, 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 hello. What up, Roller Agenda? What up, Roller Agenda? Brother Roller Agenda listener, this is Keith London again coming at you guys. And we've been talking about what exactly is a real good roller pigeon. Um, okay, let's break it down. Um, hmm. You can say there are many levels of been having a good roller pigeon. Whatever the world. What a real, good, what a real good roller pigeon really is. Each person will have different theories or ideas of what the the ideal roller pigeon is. Let's start off by saying a real good roller pigeon is one that performs to the highest degree. What's the highest degree? The highest degree is. As far as kick competition goes, as a 2.0, that's the highest degree. Okay. As far as the the average, let's say, on a scale of one to ten, they are anywhere between seven to ten. I'll break that. I'll explain why I say seven to ten. A perfect roller pigeon is going to be what um, 2.0 quality. We ain't gonna say 2.0 depth. We're gonna say anywhere between 30 to 40, 50 feet, twice a minute, um, safe at all times, perfect style, perfect everything, never break kit. That's the first part. Now. To be a true, uh, truly good roller pigeon, they'd have to be able to produce the same. The problem with that is the gene pool you have at hand. So even champion to champion don't produce champions. So we expect the bird to produce close to what he is at best, right? On the ground, the bird should be, when you look at it, it should say Birmingham Roller. It shouldn't say, what breed is that? It should say Birmingham Roller. <clears throat> Everybody can look at the Birmingham Roller and see if it's a good Birmingham Roller. Everybody don't have that gift. Everybody haven't trained their eyes to, to spot them and get enough yet. Everybody haven't. So with that being said, that's going to vary too. Okay? Each family have their own look. But the one thing that remains the same is the apple body is one of the things that remain the same. Expressions are different on different families depending on how they cultivate their own family. So good Birmingham roller is going to have good types and be well balanced. It's not, too, it's not too big or too small. It's not buff and muscular and it's not skinny and weak. It's balanced. It's medium. Eye color does not matter when it comes to a good Birmingham roller. Color does not matter when it comes to a true good Birmingham roller. Markings do not matter when it comes to a true good Birmingham roller. They don't matter. It can be any color, any marking, um, self, white flight, badge, white. It can be any color. Eye color can be pearl, gravel, orange, yellow, bull, whatever it may be. All that don't matter.
this is a touchy subject though. This subject should be really shown instead of instead of explained. When I start doing the video parts of the roller agenda, I'll be able to show some real good rollers. I'm gonna try doing from different lofts and everything. So there's no one set rule. Okay, um so roller pigeons, so we're gonna start by saying it's a bird that can roll anywhere between 25 to 40, 25 to 50 feet with safety. Um, regularity, two minutes will suffice. That's good enough. A minute is too big of a gap. Once a minute is too big of a gap to me, that's a long time. I'll say two minutes. And they should ball up really good. Let me tell you guys something. These birds, like I heard somebody say something today. I don't have rollers, I have spinners. No, you don't, you have rollers. Spinning is a term that people use to, to, to explain their speed or to, to show for, for speed. So if they want to say their birds are fast, they're going to say my birds be spinning. That's trying to say their birds have speed. That's all spinning is. They Birmingham rollers. So we don't really have spinners, we have fast rollers. What do you want to call them? They rollers, not spinners. Anyway. So balance, uh, I, haven't did, I haven't did the measurements of how, how this different measurements. As there's no one specific way. Expression, I mean, you can see it. Anybody who knows good rollers, they can walk into a loft and start spotting some of the better pigeons. Everybody can't do it, but some people have. You learn it, either you, you have it or you learn it along the way. It's just that simple. So that's that part. And then I heard another thing, somebody, um, people were talking about each other's birds. You can't judge a person on what they've done in the hobby, really. You really can't, though. Really can't, so. There's some guys that flew some super good, super good birds, but don't foot fly competition. I'm just being real. Okay. Um, do you know what? I have a belief. I really honestly believe that if the Hawks and Falcons were to disappear or leave next week, there are people out there that are good. They will just get better. And there are people out there that are not good right now and they won't be too much better if the Hawks and Falcons left. That's just the way I see it. There are some people who probably would be better if they left. That's not really that good now that will actually step their game up and show, show what they really have. There are some people. Um, with that being said, If, if the Hawk and Falcon left, if the Birds of Prey left next week, next week, why would you think you would do any better than you're doing right now? Based on what? Based on what? What would you compare it to? What comparisons to? What, what, I mean, how would, you, how would you know if you never flew in a time when, when you weren't getting hit and you did well? You understand something. If the Hawk and Falcon leaves or the Birds of Prey leave, now you in uncharted waters. You've never been there before. So how do you know how to do, what to do? Will your birds be able to last? A, will your birds be able to last a full year of straight flying without being locked up? 
Will they get stiff later on? Will they get hot later on? Will they still remain kidney? Will they stop rolling at all? You don't know. Most of you guys do not know. And I'm not saying this to put you guys down. Just saying if that stuff happened, that's uncharted world. You've never been there, so you wouldn't know what would happen. You can only guesstimate or assume what would happen. And there are those who have been in those, uh, those waters before they know what had happened. And the sad thing about it is that people who, everybody, a lot of people, other people know what would happen if certain people weren't getting hit. Their chances of winning a fly would be null and, null and void. They wouldn't have a chance. I mean, I know that. Um, so how would your birds actually fare if if they became holdovers. If you flew a kid this year, two kids, and you had a chance to stock, I mean, not stock, but put away 25 birds, how would they do the next season? Some people wouldn't even know. They have no idea. They wouldn't know if they'd be able to handle them next season. Will they get stronger and fly longer and higher? Will they go straight to the dock? Will they, will they be reluctant to fly? I mean, if you've never been there, how would you know what would happen? If you say you've been there before, why well, we never heard of you scoring before? If you were a kick competition, everybody not a kick competition person. I understand that. I accept that. I mean, I know that. So if you had a chance to fly in the air where you won, you hit. Would your bird? Would you actually do better? You can assume you'll do better, but you don't really know. And that's crazy, right there. Most people don't even know if they would even get better or not. They don't know if their birds even last. Will they even last past with flying a whole full season? From breeding them in January, to training them all the way through to December, or to the following January, flying every day, flying like regularly, will they be able to hang? What were some of the traits they have? What things happen to your birds when they become older? What do they do different? Do they get better? I have a star system myself. The most stars the birds can receive in the first season is three. They can't go past three. There's no way. They can get five stars. The other five stars can only be attained in the second season. Do you know how to get the five stars? Let me tell you get the first, first star, five stars. Training at the first. How to train, how to kick. That's, if they can do that, that's good. They don't get a star for that though. Now once they start rolling and regular and they remain kidding and their quality is good and they kidding good, they, they re, they're remaining stable, get their first star. Second star comes, or oh, they've been flying for a few month, month, months, they're getting faster, they're getting cleaner, they can get their second star. And this is the thing with the third star. This this is their def- one of the defining moments right here. End of the year. They've been through the hawk season. They've been through the heat. They've been through the wind. They then got chased. And they still remain the same. They're still just as good as they were when they, when they got their second star or better. Now, the third star is really saying they're almost as good as any bird you've flown or close to bird. In, any bird you phone, they're at the top. They're right there. Boom. Nothing can be wrong with them. Here's the catch. Fourth star. Don't can't get to the following season. 
they have to come out, keep all their rolling quality they already have. Because we're gonna give them a week, maybe two, to get that, get back in shape. Once they back in shape, are they just as fast and clean as they were? Are they still stable? Do they still kick? If they can do all that, the same as they did the following year, they get their fourth star without bumping. If they bump, they cannot get a fourth star. Now, they go all through the whole year. They don't, they don't bump no more. They went and made it the whole second season. Now they get, the, they get the fourth star, but they can't get the fifth. It can be only a B4 star pigeon. They can't be a five star pigeon because they bumped. They lost that star. And if they can remain just as good as they were when they got their third star, come out, get in shape, and still maintain everything they did, frequency, get more solid kit sensitivity picked up, they get their fourth star. At the end of the year, they're almost perfect, perfect kid bird. How did you tell a perfect kid bird? Because if you had. 15 to 16 more of them, would you think you can get full turns or get or get bigger, bigger breaks? Or be hard to beat if you had more of them like the same bird? If you can answer yes, then get their fifth star. If you can't answer yes, or if it's not a definite yes, they can't get the fifth or fourth, whatever, whichever one they're trying to achieve. They can get two stars the first season and get the other three the second season, but they can't get more than three the first season. You understand? That's my system. And do you know which birds have proven to be my better producers? My four-star birds and my three-star birds. Both of my better producers. I have two five-star cocks that are just good. And a four-star and a three-star that's awesome. Why is that? I have no idea. I ain't figured it out yet. I'm still trying to figure out why that happened with these birds. And dude, on my top four, my top four breeders right now were not even flown. Cox weren't flown at all. I picked them merely on expression, type, parents, and siblings performance. And they are my top performers right now. Top. Is okay. One, two, three, four. No, he was flown, so still four. He was flown, still four. Five, um, six. It's about twelve over the years that's, that have weren't flown. That are super performers. I mean, super producers. And they've done it on multiple mates. I'm not saying you should do that, but I did it over over the years, so that's just me. But these just discussions. I'm just putting some more stuff in your head for you guys to think about. I need to start doing this. This coronavirus got me all messed up, so I can't do my roll agenda thing. The original roll agenda plan was a video thing. It wasn't me talking. I just start talking because that's some stuff I want to say. And then the coronavirus kicked in. Now I gotta wait till that pass, and we can get we can group together. And I can do some video. And I can show you show you some real stuff. Why this? Why that? And based on my fly records, 
Now, I don't always win. I haven't always won. I've lost way more than I won, so I can give you an idea, a better idea what to select for. And people will say this don't matter, but that's, these are people who got their whole families from somebody else. <clears throat> they got their families from somebody else. They didn't build nothing. They didn't have to select. They didn't have to pick birds and try this. They didn't have to do none of that. They went and got somebody else's family and ran with it, period. And made a, a bring in a bird or two here and there. Where my, I had to build mine from the ground up, period. Like a kid trying to build a loft with no money. They're going to scrape up your pieces of wood, the old nails, vacant houses, take the doors off vacant houses, and use them, use them, put them together, make walls. Come on. That's how I built my first lofts. Anyway, just, just, just think about the stuff I'll be telling you guys, and you'll get better. You don't have to apply all of it. Just think about it. Try some stuff out. You'll see. Think about, some, think about things different. I'm trying to get you guys to think outside the box. The problem is everybody think inside the box too much. That's why they can't break free. Are you going to be one of the ones that's going to be able to think outside the box and break free? We'll see. Keep learning the road agenda signing out.